Ladies and gentlemen, mic check, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. It's the project. Episode 4, baby. Welcome back. Happy to have you. Episode 4, we thrive on. You need five episodes, apparently, to go on Spotify. So, next weekend, next Sunday, expect the release on Spotify. Had uh, quite a few people ask me if it'd be available on that, because I guess not everyone has Apple, which is cool, which is fine. Um, I don't even think it's up on anything other than like Podbean at the moment, but there's ways for you to hear it if you don't have Apple. So, we'll make those available to you. But next week, for sure, it'll be on Spotify. I was hoping it was going to be last week, but... Um, here we are, figured that out, but we're humming now, uh, another week in the books here. I am back in Sebringville, Ontario, came back from my stint up north in Timmins, what a stint it really was, went fishing a couple more times, just really, I felt like an outdoors man being out there, it was a really cool experience, loved it, first time up there, uh, hopefully not the last. But uh, we went fishing again to this unnamed, unnamed lake. And instead of using one of the random boats on shore, bringing a motor, we, my buddy had like a hilarious quad ATV. Like it had six wheels though. And they had this frame on it. And they put a little John boat up top and you like strap it on and cinch it there. Throw the motor in the back bucket of the, of the quad and it had two seats on it. And <clears throat> take the trailer into the bush a couple ways and then you hop on the bike and make the rest of the way to the lake it was hilarious but we're going into we're driving in there and we come across uh, a guy and his son who were just like working on their boat or getting it all fixed up and historically whenever I've like been somewhere remote and I see someone randomly in the woods like other than a head nod like I'm just really not trying to talk to them because you know maybe worst case scenarios popping through my head maybe I'm a pussy I don't know but so I see this guy and I'm laughing because of my buddy Roby there. I know he's going to roll down the window and say what's going on. Do you need a hand or whatever, anything? So he, do- he does. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course. And I'm laughing kind of because we just roll up and he rolls down the window. He's, How you guys doing? You need a hand or anything? And this fella is like kind of looking a little weird. Like he's got the, he's like smiling ear to ear, but it's like really forced. And he's like, He's this bald guy. He's wearing a hoodie and track pants. His son was probably 11, and he's on the near side of the boat closer to us. And, like, I don't know. They're farting around with their boat. Looks like they're getting it ready. But then um, he just goes, yeah, no, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, just driving up from the Sioux. Uh, we were on another lake across the way. Got absolutely skunked. And uh, here we are right now. And uh, my buddy Roby's like, oh, really? You got stuck? Where you at? And he, anyways, goes on to say, and he's like, yep, so the boat's in the water, and uh, we're just going to go down there. The boat's all ready. And he's literally standing there with a the boat in his trailer. So then my buddy Roby goes, <laughs> so what are you bringing this one just in case? Is it backup? And the guy, like, gets all of a sudden he looks at us, and he goes, hands in the air, what am I saying? boat's right here and he started like giggling like a madman and like I kind of like Roby turned around and looked at me we made eye contact it was kind of odd and we just left kind of just sped away and said well have a good day and we took off and immediately I'm just like to him I turned and I said what if those people are like chopping someone up and just like have them in the boat and like 
they're there because he was like nervous talking to us and he's like he's telling us the boat's in the water he's got it on his trailer this guy's staring at me with his son like maybe him and his son maybe him and his son's friend came son's friend got a little mouthy didn't like the peanut butter sandwiches they brought up from the Sioux. they got soggy it rained that day and dad got crazy because he loves fishing it's time to be peaceful and then maybe they just chucked him in the lake they're being weird but we came back, we went with fishing. But anyways, before we are going to my great fishing experience, when we're leaving that night, we left it dark. We pushed it as long as we could. But we come back at dark and we're taking the bike back through the woods. And as we're pulling it around this like spot in the trail that kind of like had an area where we could have parked the truck and the trailer, it, had, it was a kind of like a intersection. It was like a T intersection. There was like a minor like scuffed trail that kind of like took off into the woods off the off the main trail that we were using. And anyways, we're doing like our UE there to get back on the trailer with the thing. And as we pull around the ATV, I see the headlights like point down this uh, like shady looking trail. It's like nothing more than a goat track. And I see like the headlights like light up a car back there. And it just looked creepy because it was like such a like a... There's nothing going on in this path. So I see that there's a car and I see it. And I know that I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, should I even say anything to Roby? Should I even say that I just saw it? But of course, I'm like, oh, I got it. So I said, Roby, there's a truck back there, man. Kind of looks shady. Roby, of course, throws the thing in reverse, gets the high beams on. And we start cruising down to this truck. And it was this guy that we'd just seen. And, but his trailer wasn't on it. So I think they had a quad, so they must, I'm presuming that they took the trailer on the quad and dragged the boat down to the water. But it was weird because we, like, they said that they were, I, I thought they heard them say they are going back to the Sioux, but then the truck was still there, and this guy was being, like, really weird when we saw him. This is a true crime podcast, folks. This is episode one of the true crime series of the project. I'm an investigative independent journalist who needs your help no and then I'm honestly there's probably nothing going on but it was just hilarious kind of weird I just like to make run with it you know I wanted maybe something crazy was going on not that I wanted that but this guy felt a little weird it was weird we were in the woods enough of that Timmins was great though the only thing not great about going up north there is the roads are absolutely fucking hilarious you take the 144 from Sudbury to Timmins you better buckle up you know what strap maybe to have having it have a couple coffees before you take that road folks it's wild like it's just single lane trucks everywhere windiest road in the world at points, they just have, like, the wire fences barely past the shoulder. You feel like you can't even squeeze by transports. Like, you're literally, it's a roller coaster. It'll test you. It'll test you. I also took, um, on the way up there, I went through Sudbury. So I took 144. And then on the way back from Timmins, I went through... On Highway 11, so I went through like Tomogamy, Tomiskaming Shores, all that place. So I hadn't gone either of those roads, crossed them off my list. 
Um, I have a goal to possibly try and hit all the major highways in North America at one point. I've been doing good, pretty young, and I've hit a lot of them. Love driving. I would drive everywhere if I could, if it didn't take so long. Because I like to drive. I like to see, I like to just see everything pass by, you know, it's not bad. But um, some it, the, the woods up north in Ontario are wild. Like, it's actually insane. And did you know, remember that Survivor Man guy, like Bear Grylls? That crazy guy, that awesome show, Survivor Man, I believe it was called. And he'd go all over to the crazy places and try to survive for a week. Apparently, he went, not in Timmins, but to Mogami area, which is about a couple hours north of North Bay. So probably like six, seven hours north of Toronto. But apparently, I didn't see the episode, but I heard he couldn't even do it. Couldn't survive. Like, the woods are so dense up there. It's honestly, it's wild. And the wildlife is crazy, too. The night we were fishing, we came back on the bike after we seen, not the bike, we got back in the truck, we're going up the trail, and we seen this massive moose. I must have seen four or five moose when I was up there. When I was leaving town, I almost nailed a black bear on the road because it just come flying out of the ditch. Places the Wild West up there. But one thing I always wonder about moose is, especially the ones with the big racks, you see the bush that they're living in, especially up north there. You, you can't even see four, you can't even see two feet into the woods. It's, it's pitch black. How, did, how does a moose with full antlers walk through the woods? How do they get through the woods? Is that why they're always on the road, it seems? Because they can't move? How do they... I'm gonna, I, have to, I have to ask. How does a moose with a rack walk through the forest? Doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to come up with absolutely nothing. So I'm not going to have that. Moose, though. Absolutely delicious. Not a hunter, but if you can have yourself some moose meat, I totally recommend it. Totally recommend um it's saturday night here folks it's late it's late it's 11 p.m it is uh saturday august 8th i am recording this late because i always i, I recorded it one one of the fir first or second one i recorded it on thursday night i believe and then it, like i said it's going to release on sunday nights felt like after thursday there's multiple things that came up that i could have talked about so i'm gonna do my best to bring it to you as up to date the Sunday night as I can. Um, since it is Saturday night, I'm sipping on a Bud Light. Love Bud Light. Definitely my favorite beer. I had a Twisted Tea earlier, a raspberry. Um, did you know, I don't know what it's like in Alberta, because it's not like this, but in Ontario, if you buy like a Twisted Tea from the beer store, it's malt liquor. And if you buy one from the LCBO, it's vodka. So I just had one. I definitely, you can kind of tell there's a difference. I feel like malt liquor might knock the, knock the pants off you a little more. But I didn't know that. So a little piece of random information. Um, but let's get on with it. You know, I'm just blabbing, talking about nothing. But here we are. You know, hockey's in full swing. Some crazy things have been happening. The um, Edmonton Oilers have been eliminated. Which is hilarious, honestly. It's fucking unreal. I love, I hate Oiler fans too. A lot of my good friends are Oiler fans. I hate them. I hate them. And 
they have a two-man team. Like, you can't win in the NHL with two men. You got McDavid and Dreisaitl. You can't win with two men. Their cap hit, what's the cap hit of the Oilers? Final cap hit, $81 million. McDavid, 12.5. Dreisaitl, 8.5. That's $21 million. That's what, 38% of your cap is in two guys who do, who do everything? I didn't watch the game that they just got eliminated in, but the one before, it was what? Dreisaitl had two, McDavid had one? Like, they're not... I don't know. They're not very good. They are not a very good team. Who is the... They got this uh, Koskinen in net. I don't know who he is. Number 19 looks hilarious on a, on a goal. I respect that. He's Finnish. I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking at his name. Miko Koskinen wearing 19 in the NHL as a goaltender. Nine times out of ten, that guy's Finnish. 100% he's Finnish. Mike Smith, I love Mike Smith. Why is he on Edmonton? It sucks. I love him, but God, he's having, he's, he's having a rough one. I love him. But I always thought, I was, I was thinking, like, their back end isn't that bad in Edmonton. Clefbaum's kind of a stud. I don't like to admit it. I don't really like him. Adam Larson's good. Maybe not good enough to trade one for one with Taylor Hall, but he's a good player, I believe. Chris Russell's a stalwart. The guy's 57. He's played on every team in the NHL twice. I don't even know how he's still in the league. All he does is block shots and swallows them like pills. Um, <clears throat> Darnell Nurse is not bad. Mike Green, I forgot. Like, they're not bad, but like they just don't get it done. They don't have they're, – they're just soft too. They got Cassian playing six minutes a night in the playoffs. Fuck Edmonton. Imagine they get Lafreniere. If they get Lafreniere, I'll never watch another NHL game in my life. I'll never watch another watch them ruin another guy's career up there in Edmonton. Greedy city up there, burning stacks right downtown Strathcona. Disgusting. I'm joking. I love Edmonton. Edmonton's sick. I, have a, I used to have an aunt that lived up in Edmonton. I used to go there like twice a month when I was a kid. I love Edmonton. Don't get up there enough, but I love hating on the Oilers. And um, I love that the Battle of Alberta is kind of back. Speaking of the counterpart to the Battle of Alberta, Calgary dusting off the Jets. The Jets had a hilarious lineup. Missing a couple people, but... Good for the Flames. I love to see it. Matthew Kachuk is an absolute god. He's he's the god of the NHL right now. Um, the Leafs game. The Leafs, um, as I said, it's August 8th, so they played last night against Columbus. I thought they were going to lose, so I didn't watch the game. And then I hear that they come back with four goals in the last three minutes. People are texting me, so I tune into overtime. And I'm watching it, and I'm literally like – I'm. You know, when you watch it, I find I always found when you watch like Crosby in, in his, and he's still in his prime, but when you watch Crosby and you watch good players, you notice them and they do amazing things every night. And that means when you watch them on TV, you, you see them do stuff, something special. And Matthews is coming. He's playing a lot. Like it was when they scored, it was halfway through the third, but it was before that and they were tracking his ice time. He had almost 27, 28 minutes played. Like he's on the ice a lot, and I didn't watch the other part, like the rest of the game other than overtime. But he's on the ice, and I'm just in my head. I'm like, please, like, let Matthews be the guy. Like, he, like, get this guy that goal. I want him to score that goal. And sure enough, sure enough, because I just, you know, it was my intuition. No, I'm joking, but I actually thought this. I watched that that play 
what was it? It was uh, $11.8 million passes to thirteen to $10 million over to $13.8 million for the one-timer scores. Unbelievable. That game will go down in Leafs history if they manage to make this series out of nothing. I almost cried the other day when I saw they blew a 3-0 lead. I was watching that game. They get up to 3-0. I was in North Bay that night on my way home from Timmins. I decided to stop watching the game. And I was going to go enjoy some time to speak, talk to some old friends. The establishment I was at, I gave up because I saw the 3-0. I, I walked away. I was confident. I checked my phone an hour later. I almost threw it in the lake. But thank God they got it done. If they lost, if they lost, it would have been tough. But the, the Leafs won. The Flames won. Playoffs are going. I didn't even know that there's a round robin. I didn't even realize that. I thought everyone was playing a series and this was just playoffs. But there is a round robin. I don't really understand how that's going to work. I still don't believe how like teams that just got eliminated. Like I st- the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Edmonton Oilers, are. I think they all have a 12.12% chance of getting the first overall pick. How does that even make sense? How? Why? The NHL, I just, they do hilarious things. It's like, how can we just make things unfair in certain ways? Some people are saying that they'd like to see this play-in series remain. No. No. Not so. Like, for some of these series, like, if, if you're losing, and if it's a 2-2 series, and you're losing that third game to lose the series, but... You know, historically, with seven gamers, you know, you could still have the opportunity to tie it, take it to seven games. But, you know, it's, it's not a seven-gamer. It's different. It's a five-game series, so why am I even speaking on that? It doesn't make any sense. But there's, there's something I want to bring to everyone's attention, and this is my last hockey topic, sir. I don't, want, I don't want to talk about too much hockey on this. But this is something I was trying to make a case with some people this week, and I'm going to bring it to attention on the podcast, and I want you to tell me what you think. The 2016 NHL entry draft featured Austin Matthews, as we all know, going first overall, unanimous decision, Lonnie goes second, Pierre-Luc Dubois going third, but Matthew Kachuk going sliding down to six. Like, the Oilers took who? Jesse Pugliarvi? Fourth overall? Never heard of him. Get out of my face, 37 points. Get out of here. Matthew Kachuk goes six overall. I think there's a case that if that draft is redone today in 2016, not, sorry, if the 2016 NHL entry draft is redone today, August 8th, 2020, does Matthew Kachuk go first overall? Very bold, very bold statement. I know, and people probably laugh hearing that because he doesn't have the greatest reputation, but I love him. He's on flames. I love the flames, but you guys say there's no, there's no players bringing him, bringing the energy he brings anymore. Austin Matthews, games played, 282. He has 285 career points. Lonnie, 300 games played, 247 career points. Matthew Kachuk, 293 games played, 235 total points. He's, he's, He's producing basically the exact same. Both of them have a couple more goals, maybe a little bit more elite talent. But you're talking about the total package? Matthew Kachuk, are you kidding me? There's not one game you watch where he's not 
making plays, but also making everybody else on the other side of the rink crazy. Like if I was like I play as a player, I playing against guys like that is it is brutal. Guys like that that are, you know, always adding a little extra fire where it doesn't need to be. You know, they're just competitive. They're gamers. They're bringing that edge, that salt and pepper to the game. It's I I love it. I think if you're if you're talking about drafting for winning purposes for a guy that he's clearly going to be the next captain in Calgary, hundred percent. I think that's like a no-brainer I think there's a case you take him first overall over Austin Matthews I, I love, I'm a Leafs fan I love Matthews he's my boy he's my boy I love him but I think Matthew Kachuk man an absolute stud and his brother is too they're going to be just like the old man absolute legends in the league and I'm so happy that they're both on Canadian teams and we get to watch that Canada needs that and it's hilarious they're both just two American studs. I always thought that weird about the Kachuk family. All American, all playing in the NHL, all started out playing for Canadian teams. Hopefully the two younger ones stick around playing Canada their whole careers, especially Kachuk, Matthew, the king. Need him up there. Need him up there. But that's enough hockey talk, folks. That's a lot of hockey, right? A lot of hockey. And... Again, this is not a political podcast, folks. We don't talk politics on here. We don't do that. Why would we cover such things? We don't, there's so, like, there's so much negativity to the politics. It's everyone's talking about it. I don't want to talk about it. But I see this today. The Alberta government orders 1.7 million reusable masks from Old Navy and the IFR. Now, the IFR is a company that I believe is owned by two Métis people and is located somewhere in Alberta. And so that's great. And I hope a significant amount are hopefully coming from them. Hopefully all. I'm sure they couldn't produce all of them that they needed, that's why. But why go to Gap? Gap. This is like, what? Gap is owned by, like, no, no, sorry. Old Navy's owned by Gap. That's why I'm saying Gap, which is an American company. She did $4 billion in revenue last year, which I'm sure really needs the help of the Alberta government. But I'm sure, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just makes funny. Makes funny. It just is funny. Doesn't make, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, Alberta has excelled at the urgent need to purchase PPE since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. The POC has successfully procured more than 6 million masks and the pandemic response... What the fuck am I reading? But like I'm sure all of Canada is now, the the children will be wearing masks from from grades 4 to 12, mandatory. Um, This includes on the buses and in... Passages, hallway passages where close proximity cannot be avoided. But when children are sitting at their desks, they will be able to take off their masks when properly social distanced. This sounds like a nightmare, but um, you're going to have nine-year-olds hating the government. Talking like their parents do on Facebook. It's going to be crazy. What if a, like, what if a nine-year-old like, has his like, runny nose and he's got boogers all over his face? But he's under his mask. Like, imagine how dirty. Like, it's going to be gross. It's going to be gross. I don't think um, I would take too well as a nine-year-old fuck wearing a mask plastered over my fucking head. 
Don't know. I do not know. Um, 1.6 million reasonable masks will be provided to 740,000 students and 90,000 staff across the province. Two reusable masks for each student and each staff member. Employees will also receive a plastic face shield for optional use, so don't say that they don't take care of the teachers. Face coverings provided. Unbelievable what we do. Just doesn't really make sense. It's also hilarious wearing... The, the, like, I was in Subway the other day, and this guy comes in. He had more earrings than... I don't know. He had more. Ear he had a lot of earrings. Let's just say that. I don't even have anything to say other than the fact that he was dripping in metal on the ear on the ear front. But he comes in with his mask, and it was just around his chin. And I just was like, I was like, dude, like you got to put it over your face. And he was. He just gave me this smart like. And I don't know. He had. A, I just couldn't. I couldn't look. At, I just. He had a monster energy shirt on, so I just. I couldn't. He was talking to me, and I was looking at his chest, and you know, my eyes were like. I was like, whoa. I just shook. I just. I don't. Even, I don't even know if I replied. I just like. I couldn't even hear you. Sounds like it makes sense. It makes sense. This is a conversation. I, sh I got to back out of this one. There's nothing for me here. It's just. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. But again, not a political podcast. We don't talk about that. But Canada is to impose a 3.6 billion. Three, they're going to pledge 3.6 billion in tariffs. In response to Trump's move against Canadian aluminum, Trump imposed a 10% tariff on all impo all ex all imported fucking export whatever it is aluminum from Canada, which is kind of odd. I don't really understand why he did that. I think NAFTA came out a month ago. I thought everything was supposed to be cool, but it never is. Apparently, Trump is trying to coddle up to blue collar workers in certain areas of the states by doing so, trying to obviously get them to not buy Canadian metal at the same rate or whatever. But apparently that's a big thing. A lot of places in Montreal, there's a lot of smelters out there. Not Montreal, but the Quebec area. So this is just, it's its just not good. So we got the, the deputy prime minister. She's uh, she's buzzing. She's She had a big speech. What's her name? Christia Freeland. Christia Freeland. She will impose dollar-for-dollar dollar tariffs on U.S. metals products after U.S. President Donald Trump announced new tariffs on some Canadian aluminum metal products yesterday. The federal government will spend one month consulting with Canadians about which U.S. metal products to target with retaliatory tariffs as a new trade dispute flares up with the Trump administration. The federal government will spend a month consulting with Canadians. I don't think Canadians even know this is going on. They're going to consult with Canadians. Canada's list of potential targets threatens to hit politically sensitive areas, namely states critical to U.S. President Donald Trump's re-election. Of course it does. What a crazy time, too. I guess so the presidential primary election starts in most states, I think, in a month's time. It's going to be a mail-in ballot. What a disaster that will be. What a disaster that will be. I just, like, what's going on in the States? This, again, we got Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. These guys are, these guys should be in group homes. They should be playing bingo. Why are they running countries of the free world? 
Both of them were alive before Jackie Robinson broke into the MLB. Like, we wonder why, like, they, like, it's not surprising. Like, we don't take it into age into account. These guys, the internet's been made 15 years ago. These guys were 67 when the fucking internet came out. And they're going to run the free world? Joe Biden, can, I don't even think he can speak anymore. We're going to have a presidential debate. Trump's going to win again. I don't know what I'm, t- like, it's going to be, it's just unbelievable. I don't know if, if you can't do in-person elections right now, or in, you can't do in-person voting with uh, the coronavirus, but I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the mail-in ballot's going to cut it. And apparently a lot of these places out there, polling stations are getting cut, <clears throat> making it harder to vote. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to go on here. And folks, I can't reiterate again enough that this is not a political podcast. We were really close to landing um, our Floridian correspondent, Nathaniel Glassendorf, today to come on and talk about the reality, which is COVID-19 in Florida, the state of Florida. He lives in Fort Lauderdale, I believe it is, or Weston, somewhere down there. And he was going to call us with a live look-in to the state itself to see what's really going on down there. And I, it was going to be good, but, you know, I don't, I don't wait around. He's, he's playing phone tag with me over there, playing knick-knack, paddywhack, give the dog a bone, and I ain't going to snore till this old man's coming home. I don't need that. I had to record. It's 11.15. I'm still talking. We're half an hour in here, folks. Um, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, next week's going to be very exciting. I can't promise you that enough. There's going to be some interviews here, and those are coming. I'm very excited for the release of Spotify, adding that to the program. We've, um, we've been good here. Um, this has been fun. I really would like to one day have um, some sort of a producer, someone maybe could be with me. Someone that could provide a little bit of a banter because, you know, as much I do love this, though, this this going on, yapping to myself. It is pretty fun. It's pretty hilarious. Um, I've been appreciating everyone who has been listening. Um, this isn't going to stop, folks. Um, this is going to be a show that I want to make definitely happen every week. I think that might be a little hard to do when hockey season starts. But we've gotten word that uh, the Southern League is going to start in December and the East Coast League is also going to start in December. So I have signed a PTO with the Norfolk Admirals in the East Coast League. Fingers crossed I uh, uh, cracked the squad there. Uh, if not, I signed my rights to go back to Birmingham in the Southern League, and I will play there in Alabama. I had a great time there, the little stint I had in the spring, so it's exciting. It's weird, though. It's August now. Usually August, like, you're basically going to camp, but now it's almost like it's June. It's... Like you're dialing it back a couple months. It's going to be weird. So going to have to maybe revamp the training process here. Um, a lot of guys are going to Europe, though. And I think a lot of leagues are still going to start early. But I know, I, I believe the German leagues over there, they're going to push their seasons back to December as well. I know some of them aren't leaving until October. Some of the people I know playing over there. So I don't know how this is all going to work. I hope it does very concerned for all these uh, leagues, these junior leagues across Canada. 
um, that have given so much to myself, so much to all my friends who have played hockey and gotten the chance to go out there and play abroad, if you will. Um, it's going to be hard when there, if there's no fans allowed. And if fans do get a, allowed to come back into any capacity at all, I beg you, the viewer, to support your local teams. Um, so many of these teams, they rely on, on ticket sales so much. And, and that goes to say, without saying with any you know, sports teams, any of your communities, get out, support them, um, you know, as well as our local businesses. But our sports teams are really going to be taking a huge hit from this because they're all going to be getting pushed back. And, you know, they got people that are on salaries. They got budgets that they have to adhere to. And if they have to take fans back, you know, 50% capacity is normal or whatever they got to do, I just ask you to please assist in that, making that happen. And also buy gold, I think. Apparently that's what everyone's doing right now. Buy some gold. Because we got the USA printing money out left and right. I'm sure Canada's doing it too. Money doesn't really mean anything anymore. I'm joking, does it? So sell all your money and get precious metals. And put them under your bed. Because shit's going to hit the fan, folks. And you don't want to be running around with dollar bills or a debit card that's going to go blank when they turn the system off. And you're going to be sitting there with your thumb up your bum wondering where you came from. That's not what I want to have you here. This is the project, folks. We're going to insight you on how to navigate this tight landscape we call today. That's why I've been here as a disciple of promise of education to you, the viewer. Thank you so much for joining me. This is fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to just keep getting better. I'm going to start figuring this out. Um, we're going to get some guests, like I said. It's going to be a fucking good time. It's going to be a good time. Um, thank you all for listening. Folks, this is episode four. Um, <laughs> we did it, folks. Let's just enjoy it. Have a great week. I hope you listen to this. Um, if you're hearing this early in the week, kick the week's ass. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, and like I said, next week's going to be a fun episode. I might pull one out midweek. might put out two next week. But we're going to have some fun. Big things coming from the project, folks. Episode four. Thank you so much. Come back for more. It's not a project. It's a project. It's a project. Here we go, baby.